Don't ask me those dumb questions. What? You know, like, like what did you have for breakfast? What those, was your first car? Those questions have served radio producers very well for many well, years. I'm telling you, we need to do something different. Welcome to the Just Over the Fence first ever Roadshow. Roadshow? Roadshow. We're leaving town. Roach, we're leaving town, and Harry, you had this great idea. Let's take the show with us. Yes. We love to drive, actually. We love road trips. I love to drive. We do fight over the driving privileges in our car. Yeah. Oh, fight isn't the right word. Should we tell him my nickname, or is that too much? Uh, you always wanted to be a truck driver, right? Well, yes, I do. I still do. I would love to be a truck driver. There's nothing like being on the open road... And watching the sunrise in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody around you. So you had a coworker once who found that out and thought it was hilarious and nicknamed you Mother Trucker. It's true. It's true. So the only part about the truck thing though, I do have to say this, is I like the driving part, but if something were to happen to the truck, I'd have to call AAA. Yeah. I don't think I'd last long. No. No, you you would need some help on that. I know from experience that that's the case. <laughs> we don't want to go into that. The mechanical end of things, yeah. no. No. So, Harry, a very good friend. Yes. Uh, is building a house out in South Carolina, moving from Denver to South Carolina. Yes, 79 years old. She's retired. J.D. Edwards, she was one of the first two employees at J.D. Edwards years and years ago and retired uh, a little while ago, and, and her son is in South Carolina, and she built a house. We're going to take her there, get her car there for her. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to just talk to people along the route. And I would say, not with a goal of talking to lots of people, but just as we encounter people, I guess it'll mostly be at hotels and restaurants. Yeah. Um, I think you should just, do it. I thought that was going to be a joint venture. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, this was... <laughs> I'm good with the people we know just over the fence. <laughs> I think you need to approach the people. Okay. Well, we'll see how this all comes out. Okay. Then. All right. No, but that's that's the thought. We will uh, talk to folks along the route and and try and get a sense of how things are yeah. across the country yeah. as we go. You Still know? tough. And Not see good. and see what that wisdom is that people want to throw out just over the fence. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Are you? Absolutely. Yeah. CPR is generous with time off, and especially during the pandemic, it's been hard to use. And so I haven't taken two weeks off, maybe ever. I don't think you ever have. So Not in a row. I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that, too. Yeah, and we want to take our time because we know um, things are going to be closed along the pathway. And um, yeah, we'll do what we can for people, too, as we journey, journey across the country. And we're going to see um, some family of mine down in Charlotte. That's right. So... That's long. I mean, that's long overdue. We've been meaning to get down there for a long time. A so. couple decades, yeah. So anyway, the opportunity presented itself. Adela asked, and we said yes. Well, Harry, before we hit the road, oh no, something very important that you need to answer. I have to pack. Live from the world headquarters of JOTF, it's time for... <laughs> Hey, Harry! 
Hey, Harry, let's go live to the JOTF phone bank. For a long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, yes, this is Floyd, long-time friend of Frank Rebello. <laughs> this question is for Harry, the flying giraffe. You mentioned your favorite part of the giraffe is its long neck for the ability to obtain hard-to-reach items. Well, what would be one of the hardest-to-reach goals in your life that you've already achieved or are still striving to achieve? Thank you. Again, this is Floyd. Okay. What the heck? Okay, I have to catch my breath first. Okay. Floyd. Now, now there's a lot of inside info in that first-time caller. Long-time listener. Frank. Frank Rubello. uh, Thank you, Chris Thomas. Keep talking. Uh, Chris, uh, on his morning show at the Mighty Z. uh, In Sioux City, Iowa. Frank Rubello. Frank Rubello would come along and do (laughs) play a character on the show once in a while. Matt was Frank Rubello. Yeah. And so there's that reference. And then he also referenced your answer from Hey Harry a few months ago. He is an excellent, skilled radio man. That's for sure. I'm sorry. I was laughing. I think I caught the question as, what's a goal? You're- a long-time goal like the long-time neck. Uh, you know what my long-time goal is, Floyd? To meet you. I didn't know it until this minute, but... Um, I think Floyd and Frank and I should get together and maybe on the road show. You never know. Well, I've got Floyd's number. (laughs) I'll give him a jingle. (laughs) I like it when you do, Frank. We'll have to tell that story someday. Thank you, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Um, That was awesome. That was awesome. CTAudioProductions.com. Yeah. Uh, Harry, I think we've got to hit the road. Yes, we do. I got to get packed. Pick up Idella. Yes. Hit the Brie. road. We got Bree going with us, our 15-year-old daughter. We might talk to her, too. Yeah. Of course, anyone we might talk to that's based on their comfort level and yes. being respectful and mindful and safe. Yes, and safe. And uh, where we can along the route, if we can grab a photo, we're going to put together a little slideshow of the folks we talk to along right. the route. You can see that at justoverthefence.com. So our first day uh, taking off, the worst weather we encountered was oh when we took off. It was snowing in Denver. But then we got it out. It wasn't just snowing. Like overnight, we had like 9 to 13 inches yeah. out of nowhere. We right. woke up to it. School's closed, road's closed. Yeah. <laughs> but we're leaving on a road trip. So we did. And we, do, you know, we took off after the sun came up, at least. Yeah. We got out to Lyman. It was time for our first break, a little breakfast break. And Idella, or maybe you found rubies in Lyman. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which one of us, but boy, what a find. And we talked to the owner. I'm Ruby Wright. I'm the owner of Ruby's uh, Cafe here in Lyman, Colorado. So how has the last year been in Lyman, going through the pandemic, and also here at the cafe? Um, it's been up and down. We, we were shut down for three months doing takeout only, uh, but we've been open back since June you know, with limited capacity, and we're not quite back to normal, but we're pretty close. Well, let me say about the food here at Ruby's, uh, Harry and I just uh, split a breakfast burrito, delicious. 
Thank you very much. We appreciate that. In general, in Lyman, how are things right now? I, I think everybody here, you know, there's a few that aren't, but I think about everybody else's living their lives normally. So here's a question we ask everybody on the podcast. What would you like to throw out just over the fence? Piece of wisdom, advice, or just something you wish everybody knew? Live your life like you're going to die tomorrow. You know, we never know when the end is going to come. So you, you need to live like it's the last day. You need to treat your friends like it's the last day. You need to not let life rule you. You need to rule your life. So, How long have you had rubies? Almost 17 years. We commuted into the Denver area, actually all Superior and Lafayette, from here for 11 years. So we was wanting something closer. <laughs> so how'd you have the idea to start a cafe? Well, I was in the feed business with animals for about six and a half to eight years, something like that. And and uh, my sister had worked for uh, Lucent Technologies and got laid off, and she opened up a burrito shop in Broomfield. Okay. And I worked for her for about a year, and we decided we'd just do it out here when this place became available, and we bought it. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you Thank for taking you. the time. You're I- welcome. So we've just spent the night in Kansas City, and I am here with... Sean. Sean, who's uh, working working hard this morning at Starbucks. Thank you, by the way. My pleasure. My yeah. pleasure. How has this last year been for you? Well, it's been it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that. I just uh, it's been rough trying to accommodate to all the new normals and everything like that. I'm wanting to get back to an old normal because I'm I'm done yeah. with all of it. So what's the what's been the vibe here in Kansas City? Um. For the most part, everybody follows procedures because I'm from Jeff City, Missouri. So, like, I travel down there and procedures are not followed near as strictly as they are up here in Kansas City. And I've noticed that the smaller the area you go to, the less the rules are followed as much. But, I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty positive, pretty just let's work together to get better. (laughs) How's this last year been for you? Personally, I mean, it's not really affected me much. I'm pretty much an introvert anyway. As I stay at home, I do my own home-bound thing. So it really hasn't affected me a whole lot. So our podcast is just over the fence. What's a piece of advice, wisdom, something you wish everybody knew that you want to throw out just over the fence? I just want everybody to stay positive, keep a positive outlook, because this isn't going to last forever. I mean, we've been through as a country as a world much worse than this and i just i know we can get past this and get better from it all so just stay positive help your neighbors and go from there well we hauled it across missouri today we're in hopkinsville kentucky we stopped for a late lunch at cracker barrel i am here with jerry chastine and you live nearby here oh about a half mile away how long have you lived here uh, a while no, I retired and come down here about 18 years ago. Come down to fish. We got two big lakes here that you can fish in, good fishing. Well, it has been an unusual year. How has the last year been for you? Too slow. I can't do what I want. <laughs> we're just tied down to the house. You can't get out. You can't do anything. And we're just used to moving around a whole lot. We just can't do it now. Are you seeing things pick up, though? Here lately, because I can watch this highway out here. And I tell the interstate and the truck traffic just about how the economy's going to do. 
and it's beginning to pick up a little more each day. Yeah. What's What's been on your mind over this last year? Biggest thing about the pandemic that I see is people just don't want to do what they should do as far as taking care of themselves and protecting other people. With the mask, that's what I see the biggest thing. Is there a thought or an idea you'd like to throw out just over the fence that you wish everybody knew? Oh, in general, with the with the country or what? Whatever you want to talk about. One thing I can say right now for this country is let's keep an eye on the president in there. He doesn't seem like to be strong enough to do what has to be done. That's the main thing. That's what I'm watching now. I'm retired. I haven't got that many more years. But I got grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You said you just retired. What did you do in your career? I was an electrician. I built, uh, I worked for Brown and Root out of Houston, Texas. And we built power plants in southwestern Indiana. And I was the electrical engineer on new power plants. How'd you find this area, the lake? How'd you find it? Well, I had a friend that had a restaurant down here in the 70s. And I came down here to fish and visit with him. And I just got, fell in love with it. That's the two beautiful lakes here. They go all the way down into Tennessee. So I stopped recording and he said, oh, where are you headed? And I said, well, next stop is Nashville for tonight. He said, well, I know some entertainers. And I thought, I better start recording again. (laughs) And he starts talking about Boots Randolph. Yeah. Uh, I used to play saxophone with Boots Randolph. How did you meet Boots Randolph? He came from Evansville. He played in a nightclub there. Okay. And I got to know him through that. It seemed like every Sunday morning we end up on the golf course. Trying to straighten out for Saturday night and have a good time. So I got to know Boots all several years there. The place that he worked in down there, they tore it down. So he went to Nashville in Printer's Alley, put up a place called Carousel. Yeah. Greatest sax player you ever seen. And he's from here, from Katie's here. You're in Katie's, Kentucky, right? Yeah, right. He lives, there's a big golf course out there. In his name, I did the part. Wow. But that man could play a saxophone and just make you just right. sit there and just watch it. You didn't ever happen to meet Floyd Kramer, did you? No, but I liked his music. Okay. Because I know that they worked together a little mm-hmm. bit over at times, you know. What what's a, what's a memory of hanging with Boots that you could share? Boots was just a fun-loving guy. That's all he was. Yeah. yeah he played in a nightclub at Evansville on the blue box. It was so dark for lack of lights in there when you went in, you had to stop and stand there until you got your eyes. Yeah. And then you could find your way around. Oh, I can tell you a lot of stories about yeah. that place. Yakety Sax. Yakety Sax. Yeah. That is his song on Saturday night. The last song of the night, they had a long bar. Three waitress stations there. He started Yakety Sax. You knew that the night was over. You'd get up and walk that bar, playing Jackie Sacks. Right. Each waitress station, they'd have a drink for him. But while he played it, he was taking it apart and putting the pieces in his pocket. <laughs> he'd go down to the end of the bar, he'd get off, go out, he'd go through the men's bathroom, still playing, still taking it apart. He'd go down, he'd go through the women's bathroom. That was the last one. He'd be down to the mouthpiece. Yep. And then he'd go back up on stage and he'd put that whole thing back together. 
And that was the end of the evening. Wow. That was Hackety Sacks. Thank you for sharing this. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Great to meet you. You all have a good, safe trip. So after uh, Jerry told me that, just Wikipedia, I mean, Boots Randolph was born in Paducah, Kentucky, raised there where I met Jerry in Katie's, Kentucky. And he went to high school in Evansville, Indiana. And that's where Jerry knew him. Yeah. Yeah. And played golf every Sunday. And yeah, you're the sax player in the family here. Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yes, I am. But uh, yeah, that great story about walking along the bar. My gosh. Taking yeah. the sax apart while he's playing yakety sax at the end of the night. Yeah. All the way to the men's restroom. <laughs> right. Then he puts it back together, walks back out. Wow. Yeah. What a great guy, Jerry was as far as yeah you know, just meeting him and sharing right. all that that was just you know it's funny uh idella pointed him out she when did. we were sitting there and she said maybe you should ask him if he would do an interview and i was like well you never know yeah and i walked up and his face lit up he said absolutely sit down yeah you know? and masks and all that as we traveled so um yeah we um took the precautions and adela was vaccinated before we took off both vaccines so right. So we didn't have to go far for our next interview because when we pulled off the interstate, uh, again, Harry and Idella, the first thing they saw was a radio station, right? I had my eye on the Cracker Barrel because that was my GPS <laughs> food setting. Time. And But you saw this radio station and you guys thought, well, we should stop in and see if we could talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty locked down, but we got in. The building was locked, but there was staff inside and... Uh, Kyle is kind of a jack-of-all-trades there at the station, on-air sports, Mm -hmm, traffic, mm -hmm. works with the sales staff. And uh, Harry, you asked him about just being a radio station so close to Nashville. Yes. We're we're only an hour from Nashville. We sort of brand ourselves. uh, We're just like the Opry. Uh, That's what we play uh, here. We don't play just top 40 country. We play all the classics uh, here mixed with the top 40. We also have an oldies radio station that's based out of here and then we have another one that's just about 20 miles uh just down the road uh in princeton kentucky we have another oldies style radio station you know what we need in denver is a a country station that plays more than just i absolutely agree with you there's so many wonderful classics out there and country's changing i tell you country music's really changed over the last about five years so how have things been for you here over the last year, both in radio, but just you yourself personally? It, it has been a very strange year. Of course, we're coming up on the one-year mark of, of the uh, virus uh, hitting us and shutting us down, basically. But uh, we made the decision here that we were not going to go home. And we, we, we dug in and we, we figured out ways to still work through it. And we came to work every day, and we've prevailed through that, and we've helped this community, this small town community, thrive in a time that it could have folded up Main Street and gone home. I'm going to ask a funny-sounding question, sure. but it's something we ask everybody. The name of the podcast is Just Over the Fence, okay. and we ask everybody we talk to, mm-hmm. what's a piece of wisdom or a thought you, that you would like to throw out just over the fence? Uh, just like we're coming through this virus, uh, Keep just helping each other out, you know, don't, don't let each other fall down through this and don't, don't close up shop just because you think this virus is going to defeat you. Let Main Street uh, thrive. 
again through this. Are you originally from here? Yeah, I'm originally from here. I'm 33 years old, about to be 34 years old, and I've lived my entire life. I'm actually from Christian County, one county over. Uh, But yeah, went to school at Austin P, just across the border in Tennessee, and then came back here uh, for my work career. What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing about Katie's? Well, we're pretty well known for the ham around here. Um, Country ham is very famous around here. We actually have a huge festival that happens in October called the Ham Festival. It's one of the largest festivals in the state of Kentucky outside of, of course, the Derby Festival in Louisville. Be able to get a ticket for this October? Well, sure, it's absolutely free. Oh, <laughs> you can just come right on down. All right, we'll be yeah, back. you come down the first weekend in October, and we'll be glad to have you and serve you up some country ham. We have the world's largest country ham and biscuit. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> so we, we asked if we could take a picture, and you opened the doors to this room. We had no idea was back here. <laughs> you didn't know what was behind the two beautiful doors. <laughs> behind door number one is this awesome DJ the Everett the Third radio room. And it has beautiful radios in here from 1919, which is the beginning kind of with Marconi and the beginning of radio. And it comes around, and I believe we have just about every year represented in this collection, uh, all the way up to 1966, which was the creation of WKDZ-FM uh, here in Katy's, Kentucky. It's amazing. This this is the owner's collection. Yeah, th- yeah. this was this was our previous owner, DJ the Everett III. Okay. Uh, he passed away of cancer. Okay. And uh, this was part of his collection. And then our owners now, Beth Mann's uh, collection uh, that they've put together and just created this awesome, I'll call it museum quality. It's not a museum, but it's museum quality uh, collection of radios. So we made it to Knoxville, Tennessee and uh, stopped at Awake Coffee. And I am here with Abigail Bridges. Abigail, you work here, and it sounds like there's a cool story about how this coffee shop started. Yeah, for sure. So um, the pastor and his wife, um, they actually planted a church um, in a different part of Knoxville that's also called Awaken, Um, and they decided that they just wanted to reach a different community. They now have this coffee shop um, and a church that meets in the back on Sundays. So I actually came in here um, my freshman year at UT, Um, And I got coffee with a friend and saw a sign that said um, church on Sundays at 1115. As soon as I walked in, it was like the same like coffee shop ambiance. The people were so hospitable and um, just made me feel really welcome, like a family aspect. Um, So yeah, I started coming to church here. And then about six months to eight months after that, got hired at the coffee shop. So are you from Knoxville? I am not. I'm actually from Marietta, Georgia, originally, so north of Atlanta, and then I came here for school. This is a great area. What? It's kind of an old town area. What's this area called? Yeah. So this part of town is called Old City. Um, it reaches a lot of like more of the young adult um, side of things, or people who have retired often move into these apartments up here. But it's a really cool. It's a really cool area. There's a lot of. Um, really unique restaurants and shops. Shameless plug, my favorite restaurant is called Good Golly Tamale. It's tiny. Tiny. It's literally like a two-minute walk from here (laughs) in the old city. It's amazing. They're like authentic tamales, and it's like a little mom-and-pop shop kind of set up. So, yeah, support your local local restaurants and businesses. Let me ask about this. Last year, it's been strange. And as a college student, what's the last year been like for you? So it's definitely been different. Um, I was living in on-campus housing last year when COVID hit. And so 
they sent all of us home. Um, so I moved back home, stopped working at the shop for a little while. Um, they had to shut down the shop for a little bit as well as the church. Um, so that was definitely very strange, um, very lonely for a while there because you just had to leave all your friends. Um, and I'm three hours away, so um, we all just kind of got scattered. Um, and at first that was really strange. Um, and this semester has been better for sure. We got the church back and the coffee shops been super busy, even busier than before COVID actually, um, probably due to all the people working from home and um, college students that want to get out of confinement. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's definitely been better. Um, I've adjusted more, found new ways to seek community, um, found new ways to kind of just make the loneliness, not, not a sense of like, I can be alone, but not be lonely, found contentment in that. Um, and learned to like grow through like in myself through that. So, yeah. Last question. Yes. The name of the podcast is Just Over the Fence because we ask everyone, what's an idea, a piece of wisdom, something you've learned that you would like to throw out just over the fence, something you wish everybody knew, everybody listening knew? That's hard. Um, It is hard. I'm springing this on you. (laughs) Um, So a lot of, I don't know if y'all are believers, but a lot of my growth um, in finding contentment and being alone was growing in my faith um and learning that I'm never alone that there's always somebody else next to me and that person's Jesus um and just learning that he's with you wherever you go no matter the circumstances um so that's definitely been something that I've had to it's just been redefined during this time because I had the knowledge of that and um knew about that beforehand but I think that this time has forced me to like really um grapple with that idea and find contentment in that I think that it's really important to even if you aren't a believer to just find ways to be content when you're alone um and that doesn't have to be loneliness hey so we've made it to the ocean we're out here at uh, Myrtle Beach and I am here with Bob Bob, and you just moved here, uh, what did you say, a few months back, right? Yeah, two months ago. But you moved here from another part of South Carolina. Um, in South Carolina, how have things been over this last year? How has the last year been for you, given everything that's gone on? Well, I got the COVID and almost died. What? Uh-huh. Let me get my mask fully back up here. I just had my first shot this afternoon, so I'm probably not... You're not going to give it to me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure thankful to see you up and around here enjoying the <laughs> the sun here. What would, uh, anything you can say about your experience? Uh, I was sicker than I've ever been in my life. That's all I can say. I, I didn't care whether I lived or died in the hospital bed. So given the year you've just had... Our podcast is called Just Over the Fence, and the reason we call it that, we ask everybody we talk to, what's something you wish you could throw out just over the fence into the world, a piece of advice, wisdom, just something you wish everybody knew? Uh, Jesus Christ is the only thing. It's all there is. I'm here because of Jesus. I got through the COVID because of Jesus. Everything. And if he's not a part of my life every minute, and I've screwed up. 
I promised I would keep this short, but can I ask what you what you do? Well, I retired after the COVID, but I was a general contractor. It has been a pleasure, and again, I'm sure thankful to see you up and well. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. And I hope you don't get it. <laughs> so we have reached our destination. We're in Fort Mill, Charlotte area. And I am here with... Gerald. Gerald, it's been great meeting you. How has this last year been for you, given everything that's going on? Honestly, I think everyone can agree when I say the year, are you speaking of 2021 or 2020? Well, well, I guess I had 2020 in mind. 2020, um, I would probably say the word would be tumultuous. Um, What I learned out of 2020, though, is... um, to grab every positive thing you can and hold on to it as as long and as tough as you possibly can. Just hold on to it, grab it, and hold on to it because it's very little of it going around. So grab it, hold on to it as long as you can, and uh, it'll get better. Well, you, it's obvious just instantly meeting you that you bring that wherever you are. Well, I try to. <laughs> I try to. It's tough to do that, um, you know, what we're dealing with around the world now, but yeah. I definitely try to do that. People like you. <laughs> People like you help that. <laughs> so we ask everybody this question. What's something you would like to throw out just over the fence, a piece of wisdom, an idea, a lesson you've learned, anything you would like anyone listening to know? I think as cheesy as this sounds, I'm going to say um, to try to incorporate love in everything that, that's not, not love so much as a relationship you know it could be anything love and food love and cooking love and paint you know try to incorporate a little bit of love in everything we do and I think if we start with just a little piece it can grow like a you know wildfire and, and, and go like that that's my over defense <laughs> that is beautiful thank you Gerald hey, no problem Matt thank yeah. you man <laughs> you know talking to Gerald he was working and so it was kind of him to take a few minutes. I wished I'd had a lot more time with him. Yeah. But uh, well, you exchanged information, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the kindness. It's connecting still. We can still connect. Yeah. So we've got a photo of Gerald and everybody we were able to get a photo of that we've talked to, had a privilege to talk to along the road. That uh, uh, slideshow is at our website, justoverthefence.com. So we grabbed an uh, empty conference room at our hotel and sat down with Idella for a uh, few, minutes, few minutes longer. I mean, it was kind of her suggestion, her question, hey, would you guys come along with me out here to, as, when I moved to South Carolina? Talk with her. She's been so important to us in our years in Denver. Yes, absolutely. Idella, I'm just going to jump in here. How, okay. how has this last year been? I mean, what a strange year. And uh, here you are moving during a pandemic. But let's just talk about you and this last year. How has it been? This has been a difficult year for me. Um, I have had some significant deaths, including my sister and good friend, a couple good friends, plus just being isolated from, uh, from my friends and family. I live alone and I've been alone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you've been important in both of our lives and our family's lives. Not yeah. only you yourself, but you 
you know, I think everybody in Denver, every single person, and all the introductions, all the people that we've met, thanks to you. Which is very hard to move away from Denver on this new adventure because I do know people and people will say, oh, I've heard about you, I want to know you. And I'm in a place where nobody's gonna wanna know me Mm. because nobody knows me. So not true. (laughs) Yeah, I I could understand that feeling. Yes. But you've already, I didn't know the name, but you've already at a store run into a common friend down Mm -hmm. here. Right. And I've, I've had a couple of those occasions. So I have some mutual friends that I've connected with from different um, ministries that I've been involved in. And I hope to ex- you know, explore those relationships more. We just took a quick walk through your new house, and it's almost done. You're going to be moving Yay. in in a week. A week. A week. A week yeah. Yes. Uh, this is an amazing area. What, uh, now, your son Brent lives here. My son, my son lives here, and during COVID, and with these passings of friends, I came to the realization that, you know, at my age, seventy-nine, it would be good to be close to someone in my family, and so the right, right place, place, right time, right time. That's right. Yeah. You know, I feel like that in the South, people are very friendly. They're not quite as busy, it seems like, as they are in Denver, and they have time to say, to be a neighbor. You know, my son, when he first moved here, was amazed that people were always asking him what church he went to. He said he not would not have heard that in Denver, ever. No, you wouldn't assume that. I no, guess. I think people might even take offense. Yeah, right? yeah. But here they just assume that you would have a church you were going to. So, yeah. I, I like that. I like that feel. You're not selling your Denver home right now anyway. No. So I'm going to keep it. That's helpful for us to right. know we'll still uh, see you regularly. And uh, if I, you know, if I did sell my house in Denver, I might just scale down to a smaller place in Denver. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what What's one good brings. thing that came out of the pandemic, do you think, in this world, in this country? Um, we, we know the bad. I think the good was that we did quiet down a little bit. We did stay home and cook more and um, and really spend time. Sometimes I feel like I don't take the time to read, to, to really spend time with devotions like I like to. And the pandemic gave me a lot of time to do those kind of things, which, yeah. uh, which were really good for me. Is it because safe? rushing, rushing, rushing can happen, and I think it made all of us slow up a little bit. I think it, it made us appreciate our relationships and friendships much more when we weren't getting to see each other so much. We saw how much we valued them and desired to be with people. So I think that was all good. So it's safe to say you probably wouldn't be making this move right now. If it hadn't been for that. Because it gave you the time to reflect. Right. Yeah. But you just felt stuck, you know? You didn't feel like getting on an airplane for a long time. Yeah. Or you were fearful of airplanes and... Yeah. Fearful of travel a little bit and... Yeah. 
even fearful to go visit your friends. Yeah. Go to lunch, go out to coffee. Yeah. You missed all that. Yeah. But you had both of your vaccines. I have had both vaccines. Isn't that great? And I feel yeah. really good about that. Yeah. Before you traveled mm-hmm. and before you did this right. move. That's right. a really smart way to, to be right now. Right. Yes. Uh, before we get into the last question, I want to say thank you specifically for uh, bringing up the idea of traveling alongside you here. We- it has been wonderful, and it's been a blessing, and it's been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun to travel together. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. We had a thank lot you. of laughter. One thank night you. in Kansas City, I don't even remember what we were laughing at. I am. Uh, what were we? We laughed so hard. Oh, okay. my gosh. It was something cried. about him. It was something about me. <laughs> yeah, and I was laughing. I didn't know why we were laughing. Now I know. What was yeah. it? We rolled down the window and we couldn't even tell him where we were laughing. We couldn't find you at the gas station and we were just sure that we asked you to do the windows and you ran off. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And that was super fun. Yeah, that was fun. Idella, we ask this of everyone and we'll ask you. What would you like to throw out just over the fence? A piece of wisdom, an idea, something you wish everybody knew? I think I would encourage everybody in their relationships to value them more because when you see what it's like not to have the time for people, I, I think that to value and care about those around you more all the time, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the little things, right? The mm-hmm. little things. Just appreciate the little things in life. And- yeah. Call them. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get call? I, send a card. Do yeah. whatever, just to to check in more. Yeah, you know, because you get we before COVID. I think we were all so busy. You know, you'd forget to do yeah. the niceties and the things. Maybe it made us step back to older times where you thought more about sending a card, making a phone call. Yeah, yeah. Idella, is there anything else that comes to mind? And I don't even have a question here. I just, anything else you can share or want to say? I'm going to miss you. Yeah. <laughs> we love I'm going to miss my, yeah. my, my good friends in Denver when I'm not there yeah. a lot. Yeah. But then when I go back, it will be fun to reconnect. So to me, it's, it, I said it in there. It is helpful to know that Idella is not selling her Denver home. She'll be back. Yeah. And even when she does sell it, I know she'll still come back. So we'll get to see her. We have a traveling companion. I used to say a short traveling companion, but she's not so short anymore. She's not so short. She's as tall as I am. Our youngest daughter. Bree Wheeze. Hello. Woohoo. And uh, Bree, how's the trip been for you? It's been very fun. I'm tired. <laughs> um, Road weary. But yeah. No, but it's been so fun. And. We've seen a lot of family that I never really see, so that was fun. And we went to the beach, so and that was also fun. Yes. <laughs> so what was this like for you the last year? Um, <laughs> well, nothing really changed for me, except for, you know, feeling just horrible for everybody who actually has to go through COVID. We haven't gotten it, but I, nothing really changed for me. I mean... I, I still see my group of friends that w- we're sort of in each other's bubble, and so we're being safe, but I still see my friends, and I do school online, so I don't have to wake up 
which is nice. <laughs> so, Bree, let's we're we're going to ask you this same question that we ask everybody. What's something you want to throw out just over the fence? A piece of wisdom, an idea, a lesson you've learned, something you wish everybody listening knew. Since you've been listening to everybody else answer that question across the country. Okay, wait, I'm trying to figure out how to make this not sound cheesy. Whatever whatever you are doing or whatever your dream is, like just do not ever give up on it no matter what. And it, <laughs> even when you're working towards something that is your goal, you're not always going to love it. it. Even the parts that you don't like, it, it makes your life better if you're working towards something. There you go. And you don't give up on it. Love it. Bree, why up. are you wearing jogging shorts and a winter coat? <laughs> <laughs> this is our life because i don't like jeans okay <laughs> okay all right that's just over the fence with brie you're dismissed <laughs> <laughs> who's the star here go who's for the star a run of the show? go for a run how do you wrap this up wiesner i just feel like my heart has melted just getting outside of our mm-hmm. bubble and the kindness of strangers Yeah, I've realized a few things on this trip so far. I mean, at this point, we're in a hotel room in Nashville, Nashville, Brentwood. I've realized a few things. One is not playing music publicly has affected me more than I think I realized. Hmm. Um, I miss it on the... On a maybe not positive side, I might wrap some of my identity in that a little bit too much. And I'm, since I've not been doing that, it's kind of been right in my face that I'm not that right Right. now. Right. So there's that. You mean like live concerts? Because you you play. Yeah. I do play at at church and uh, I play at home for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think concerts are just gigs, public. Yeah, playing in public, you know. The spontaneity of that, is that what it is? The the infectiousness of the crowd, the laughter? Uh, yeah, I think for me more just straight, the straight music. Okay. And the, and the playing with the other musicians. Yeah. Part of it. That and again, and the identity thing. Yeah. I think I've, I've got to look at that. Sure. You know, I'm sure uh, other musicians are feeling it too. I think the other thing I've noticed, and don't get me wrong because I am a hun- nothing but grateful that I can continue working at home, but when you said get out, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, I've been in the house for a year, yeah. basically. Yeah. And uh, we all, f- I mean, who doesn't feel that? Right. So yeah, getting out. I remember a couple of weeks ago, you didn't even realize you had not left the house for like three or four days. I'm sure we're right. not alone in that either. So right. I said, get out. Right. Go for a walk. I know. Get some fresh air. So, um, yeah, do that. Do what you can to change your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, this trip just came up and, and Adela needed some help and we absolutely wanted to uh, do that and see our family at the same time and and uh, boy it sure has changed my perspective people were so encouraging they were so gracious um people along the road were so helpful yeah what do you think you'll carry forward from it i'll I'll never forget the people 
Yeah, I have to say my heart broke too as as we drove across the country because when you do get out, you do see lots of things. It's like um, we grew up in the Midwest and when a tornado would hit, you would go to that town and and drive through and do what you could to help. And But when you, you heard about it and then you saw it, that was two different things. So um, we've all been home a lot or going on a business trip and coming right back to your home. Um, so we haven't ventured out a bunch, but this certainly was an adventure. So we got to see a lot of what was going on in the country. And we ran into a lot of closed businesses along the route. Every time we would uh, pinpoint one to stop at, mm-hmm. we would we would pull off and, yeah. and uh, it wasn't there anymore. And so it gave me, it broke my heart. It made me sad. Mm-hmm. So it was a mixture. It was this beautiful... Uh, the sunsets were great. The sunrises were great. Um, and then it was heart-wrenching, too, to see what our country has gone through. It's a great country. That's yeah. what I will say. I love our countrymen, mm-hmm. and this is a great country. I was also along those lines just thinking. I mean, what I personally loved about this idea of taking the show on the road and talking to people is that we talk to a bunch of people who will never be on the news. No. You know? Yeah. They're just talking about whatever is happening today. Right. And that's helpful to me. And they're not on any particular corner. They were in very random places um, off the road when we felt spontaneous about it. So, um, yeah, it was great. Thanks for listening. And, and, uh, yeah, let's do it again. Let's do a road show again. I want to. Maybe in the summer. How about next time we split up the interviews? <laughs> oh, I oh, you had laugh. video. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, people. Make it a great month. Yes. See you next month. Just, Just over, over the, the fence. fence. <laughs>